Good evening, and you're very welcome to another episode of Treaty Talk, episode 261, with Tom Clancy and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star Newspapers. Another couple of busy weeks since we were last uh, on air, and Matt, we take a look back at, um, I suppose, recent ongoings in, in Limerick J uh, in terms of competitive action. We'll start with the the, the the culmination of the the scene, the other teams as it were from Limerick, the representatives, Munger St. Paul's beaten last weekend in the uh, or the Munster Intermediate and the weekend before we saw uh, being a Comedia defeated in the Junior Championship. Munger by all accounts just just not at the level required against against Kilimanjaro of Cork. Uh, the scoreline probably tells its own tale, but a, a slow start or a fast start if you like for the, the Cork side that set the tone and, and unfortunately Munger's just simply no match. Yeah, um, true, Tom. You know, uh, the conditions played a factor, uh, uh, were a factor in it. And um, you, you'd, you know, when you're going to a game like as underdogs, which Mungret went in as underdogs, because you must remember that uh, no team outside of Cork and Kerry has ever won this competition, you know, and there, there seems to be a huge disparity in standard between um, teams from Cork and Kerry and the rest. I know you might say in many ways it's it's mirroring football entirely in the province because we can see the, the big two and the, and the rest right through all the grades. And, you know, it's certainly manifesting in, in, um, in, in, um, in the club's championship. But it, there was a strong wind blowing. And obviously... Um, it, it was very, very important from a Mungret point of view um, that they should get the assistance of the wind, I think, in the first half and put a bit of pressure on Kilnamatra and and um, build up a bit of a lead. And But lo and behold, it was Kilnamatra had the wind, flew out of the traps and had a huge score up um, before Mungret even got their first score after 24 minutes. So, you know, at halftime, it was nearly game dusted, done and dusted. But... Full credit to Mungret Balls, uh, Tom, because at one stage in the second half, they scored six points without reply because it looked very, very bleak for them at halftime and it, it looked bleaker again after halftime when when, when um, Kilnamatra got a goal. But um, full credit to them, they never laid down arms. Um, they kept kept battling. But again, Tom, it... it, it, it just it, it just brings you know um to light again what what we were saying last week uh about um the format for this competition and we have seen already um uh, you know in the hurling where Kerry senior champions are playing at intermediate level um and we can see it right across the codes in in um uh, uh, in Komogi and in ladies football, very, very satisfactorily. At, at least um, uh, clubs can be competitive. And, I, you know, th- th- there is no way in a successfully formatted competition, I think, except on rare occasions, that you see an 11 points difference between the winners and runners-up. But this seems to be a trend, other than when Cork and Kerry meet in the final. So I don't know how sustainable um, the competition in its present format is. 
And um, I, I, I think it needs looking at it. And, you, you know, I say again, which I've said often in the past about different things. I don't think doing nothing is an option, Tom. And uh, like Mungret, to their credit now, put up a very, very creditable performance. But this is the second year in a row where, where Limerick teams have suffered pretty heavy defeats in the provincial final. And yeah, it, 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 it is very, very disappointing because I honestly believe that, and I, I don't want to detract from him from, from one minute, you know, that Mungret had a good side. Like, I've seen him during the year. I've been hugely impressed with him. And they're going up senior now. And, you know, the hope will be that, you know, that they'll raise some ripples in the, in the senior championship because it badly needs it because it's kind of tweedledee, tweedledum now at this stage because it, it's mirroring the... Um, the senior hurling championship with the same four teams reaching the last four. Like we we, we need to get out of that rush, you know. But um, uh, I, what I say is, I say fair play to Mungret. As I said, they didn't lay down arms. They battled and they battled and they battled to the right to the final whistle. And uh, um, like it, it's their first, I suppose, major defeat of the year. Like it, it has been a phenomenal year by any benchmark um, for for Mungret St. Paul. So I, you know, um, but just till the matter proved the bridge too far, and I suppose we were to expect that for the simple reason that now they did have home advantage in the quarterfinal and semi-final, and it it, it it proved to be enough to overturn the Kerry champions, Milltown Castle Main. Like, I, I think a Cork team hasn't won the Intermediate Championship since 2013 when Clyde Rovers won it yeah. until, until last Sunday. So that will give you an idea of the level of dominance of, 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 of the Kerry team. So, you know, and look, I, I, I don't know. We, we have the 13 team in Limerick playing. I don't know what team in Cork, but, you know... Um, I, I think I think I think the competition has to be restructured, and I'm not saying that as sour grapes because Limerick teams were beaten. I'm not saying that, yeah. But I'm being pragmatic about it, and and like you know, the template is there for a Tom. It's there, as I said, with relation to the Kerry senior hurling team playing in the intermediate championship. The Limerick, um, would say senior Camogie champions playing in the Munster, um, intermediate championship or. Our senior, uh, our intermediate, our sorry, our ladies football champions playing in the Munster Intermediate Championship. Like the template is there right across the cords, except in yeah. football. And I think it's needed more in men's football than it is in any of the other three because of the duopoly of Kerry and Cork. Yeah, I put it to you though that it just to end on that point with regards to this game. Is there an appetite from Limerick, Waterford, Clare and Tipperary for them to really go after this and get this changed by mm -hmm. Mr. Council? I, I don't I don't know if there is. I don't think there's enough, you know, enough real worry that this is an issue for, for Waterford football or Limerick football. Or I, I maybe I'm reading that wrong, but maybe that's my sense that as you say, they're they're no, they're happy enough to do nothing about it. You know, Tom, I, 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 I don't think you, I, I would not discount your sense on that one now, to be quite honest. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly think that there certainly is an element of it. Yeah. Like I put it to you, I had with the same disparity in hurling. Not even close, you know? yeah. Not even close. 
you know, they, they, we, we, we'd be hearing eruptions and what have you, you know. But um, yeah. I, I look for the integrity of the competition, you, you know, it is no good for the competition to be getting ready at finals. Like, you know, the aim of a competition should be um, to bring the best two clubs or the best two counties through to the final and final day and let them slug it out after that. But that is not happening at this at the, at this level. You yeah. see, I was at the South Convention last night in 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 um, in, in Bulgan. And you know, um, no, there was there was a contest for the secretaryship, which was a surprise because Veronica Fallis and there was a contest with Murphy and. Um, Performance and all that sort of thing. It, it, it was the type of company, uh, the type of discussion, and uh, there was a full representative of club, a representation of clubs by uh, two. Uh, but it was the type of company uh, I would like to hear at a higher level, i.e., the county board. And it was unfortunate seeing the county board were, 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 um, uh, were absent last night because it would have brought home to them exactly how the clubs are feeling on the ground. So, and um, f football was very, very much the target of the discussion. And um, I, I was particularly pleased to hear that for the, for, the, for, the, for the simple reason that I don't accept for one minute that football should have second-class citizenship in our county. And yeah. um, um, it was a, it was a very very interesting discussion, and you know it's a discussion that should be carried on, as I said, at a higher level, you know. And um, you know there was there was a certain um, um, this last night with the whole um, all cats being handed down from the top, which I've been preaching about for a long long time. You know, and um, you know, as somebody like said, like that we had we we at at at, at um, county board level, uh, all we now is be nodding muppets, and and um, rubber stamp the diktats from that the clubs no longer have any say, and it's time that the clubs fight back, Tom. Yeah, but um, that's very very far away from Mungret and Kilnamatra now. Yeah, and I deviated on that because when when we were talking about the disparity in in in, in the football, but um, you know, congratulations to Kilnamatra, but also congratulations to Mungret. You know, yeah. it, it was very very easy. It would have been very very easy for Mungret, but particularly when the second goal went in after half time. Now they had the assistance of the breeze to throw in the towel, but far from it. They kicked six points in a row, you know, and gave themselves an outside chance. But um, long term, or um, sorry, not long term, going forward, you know, I think the competition has to be looked at, or the structure of the competition has to be looked at. I spoke about the junior football last 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 week. Now, yeah. it, it, the, it, the situation isn't as serious at senior level, mind you, because 
um, like the, the the senior championship has come to a Limerick clubs quite well. You know, it came to UL or Thurman College back in the day, in the early days, with an all-star team. But but from Colour Bradford brought brought the title back to Limerick in 2008, which was a yeah. major breakthrough for the smaller counties. Yeah, that's been there for or the so-called weaker four. But yeah. we don't have enough of it. No, indeed not. And just to finish on the Munger point, I'm sure that those two games in Munster and maybe the other day in particular may may stand them in good stead for senior. And maybe that's how that's how they spin it, you know. And and, and I'm sure they'll be competitive in senior next season. And you know what? At this I, early on, I, I have I have no doubt. Uh, I have no doubt whatsoever about that, Tom. Um, I'm looking yeah. forward to well, seeing Munger. And I'm I'm looking forward to Mungret upsetting um, what has become an, a nearly an annual thing now at the moment with the same four teams going through like we have in the hurling. We need fresh faces. We need new faces in there. And, um, you know, I, I, I think Mungret probably and Kildama Palaskinri um, rep, rep, probably represent and I'll probably be killed by the other six clubs at the moment. But from what I'm looking at it at the moment, they probably represent the best chance of breaking into the top four. Yeah, I, I couldn't disagree with you on that. Certainly, at this this time of the year, uh, Mass County title for under twenty one was handed out, and it was a team from the the south. Uh, any, or sorry, a team from the south. It was beaten. Uh, Nakani beaten by Pro Kilfinney Raquel in the under twenty one B final. Goals from Jack Shields and Declan Walsh. Matt, this grade thankfully seemed to move along at a at a good rate, and that's got finished. You know. <laughs> Well before Christmas, which was the worry in, from the outset, but Croke Kilfinney and obviously they've players from Raquel too, building nicely all the time at that level. And I think an under, any under twenty one title will be welcomed by by a club, by by both clubs that are trying to build uh, out in the west there. So congratulations to them. A good good end of the year for for two clubs there. Uh, a good end of the year, um, not just a good end of the year, um, but a very very good final. Very, very good final and a lot of quality hurling in it. Now, the ground was heavy. What ground isn't heavy at this time of the year? But but full credit to, to Croke Kilfinney. And um, uh, uh, they, at one stage, they looked as if they, they were they were going to go out of sight. They, 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 were, um, uh, they were eight points up. And um, now Kenny got a goal and two points. And with seven minutes to go, there was only a goal in it. And it was really, really game on. But then um, uh, Croke and Finney, Ratkeel, they, they, they seemed to find that extra gear on the home straight. And uh, actually from the time that um, um, Nakani brought it scored and the 53rd minute brought it down to a goal, there wasn't another score until injury time. Yeah. So... You, you, you know, it it was it was on a knife edge, and it was then I think Keno Carroll settled nerves when he when he made it a four point game, and 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 um, after that um, they, they were able to see it out. Cornerback Kevin Kevin D came up and 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 got a point from from the corner, and I think it was Ivan Barrett that 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 got the final score of the game, who had come on as a substitute. But um, it was a very very good game. Considering the conditions at this time of the year, conditions are going to be playing heavy, you know, no matter what the prevailing conditions are, because the ground is heavy. We've had so much rain, but 
um, it, it, it was a very, very good way to finish the B Championship. And like, had you just walked in there to Kilmallock and didn't know what game was on, you'd struggle to believe that it was at a B level because it was a good standard of hurling, I thought. Oh, Jack Shields got the first goal, and he reminded me after the he reminded me after the game that um, his goal was worth the mention on Treaty Talk. Jack, there congratulations, and, and in <laughs> fairness, to, it was a very, very good goal. Uh, Jack, they got two very, very good goals. Uh, Jack got the first one, and Declan Walsh got the second. And um, and uh, they were crucial scores because, as as I said, in at one stage, at the three quarter stage, um. Crockill Finney were eight points up, and you certainly couldn't see you couldn't see where the spot was coming from in Nakani, but by God, it came with a very good goal by Owen Cleary and a couple of points. And Patrick Rail, who who had a fine game at midfield, former Limerick minor, of course. And um, you know, but when when push came to shove, and when they got on the home straight, and you know, when 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 Crockill Finney were back within their sights, they just weren't able to close the gap that. Anymore, um, Crockett Finney batting down the hatches and they got the vital scores. Um, as I said, there were seven minutes without a score, and mm. um, then they got the extra three points. But congratulations to Crockett Finney, Ratkeel, and um, you know, I, I don't think there's anybody in this county would would begrudge them their success because it has been a difficult time, particularly at intermediate level for, for Crockett Finney. Um, that after losing three intermediate championships finals in a row, and personally myself, I know what that feels like. Glenn Roo did that in the 70s when I was the chairman of the club, and I'll tell you, it's it's not a very pleasant place to be. Yeah, so I'm sure any bit of silverware welcomed back there on the, on the N21 as it were, and obviously Rakhil playing their part too. And uh, yeah, as you say, intermediate awaits for them next season and I suppose these players may be clashing again at intermediate with uh, Nakani of course involved in that grade uh, Matt we'll, we'll come upwards through the grades that were the under 28 just, just, just before you go from that Tom um, we we missed out uh, we missed out last week but we also missed out in looking back at Fiena and St Catherine's oh, yes of course yeah yeah two point defeat the Munster Junior Final yeah which 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 More was a very break. very very good game and I'll tell you Fina, Fina Kilmedia really, really, really came within touching distance of doing it, despite conceding a very early goal. Um, but again, it 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 it, it was a game of hurling, a good a good game of hurling, and um, un, unfortunately for for Fina Kilmedia, they had to play the last fifteen minutes uh, without John O'Gorman, and um, it, obviously he, he he took a knock. And he'd be one of their key players. He took a knock in the semi-final win over the Banner in Innes, you know, and it just caught up with him. Now they, they, they were also not helped by by the defending the sending off of one of their defenders with ten minutes with nine minutes to go um, for a second yellow offence. So like going down the home straight, um, it, it was really really difficult for him. But by God, did they put up some fight with fourteen players? You know, and could have nearly snatched it at the end. And um, you know, a long ball dropped in. Uh, Dermot Coleman dropped it in, and it, it, you know, it was it was the break that could have gone either way. But luckily, from from a Saint Catherine's point of view, it went their way. And um, Dermot Coleman was in fantastic form again from freeze and a couple of good points from Clay. And um, 
Um, but overall, it was a very, very good performance by Fianna Kilmeady. I, I feel very sorry for him. I, I have to say, you know, you lose two county finals, you lose a provincial semi-final and a final. And, you know, it's, 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 it's not particularly the hurling ones, you know. It, it, it is not that, you know, you, 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 you were well beaten or anything like that. Like you get beaten on penalties in the county final. You get beaten by two points in the provincial final. You know, yeah. like I, I'd have to say that Mark Keane and his selectors, um, they, they, they did a fantastic job there. Because like after winning the semifinal with Banner, the following week, they had to go out and play Kilmurray in the in the football semi-final, which was something they needed like a hole in the head, because there was there there are so many players that are dual players. But Mark Mark Keane and, and and his management team they really got him focused for the final, and you know you talk about getting a tune out of him. They got a very sweet tune out of him, which came very very oh so close, and you know. Um, if Mungret, you know, are, are, are the, the the story of the year from a club point of view, I think Phoenical Media need the unwanted accolade of, of um, uh, you know, the unlucky club of the year, I, I think. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, heartbreaking results. Well, to, you know, to, get, to get to both county finals, yeah. you know, and and um, now I, I know that... Uh, Kilmurray were superior in, in, in the football. But like the way they went down tennis and dug a, dug a win out of Banner who a ban, Banner who were playing in their second uh, second year in in the competition. Yeah. You know, and didn't come up uh, uh, you know seven days. Now Brian Hannigan took a knock in Waterford, but it, it didn't seem to affect him. Um, he played very, very well for the in the hurling final, but John O'Gorman was obviously taking the injury into the final. So you know, and he, he he missed the last 15 minutes. And as I said, get a player sent off with nine minutes to go. Yeah. So, commiserations to uh, Phoenix the media. They probably didn't need reminding of the, those facts, but they are the facts. And we'll see now into 2024 if they can raise their, their themselves again. And who knows, they may indeed prevail in, in Limerick and into Munster. But Matt, just as I said, going back towards the the middle grade is or in under twenty one under twenty one a Cushley Gales versus Maroubar at Saturday one pm throwing at the moment that's where it's penciled in for in Kilmallock. Uh, remind us, Cushley Gales is a combination, and who's involved in it? Effen and Staker Wallace. Yeah, so the men from the south again. It's it, it, it's a combination. It's it, it, it's a combination that has been in existence. Gosh, I'd say it has been in existence possibly fifteen years now, and. Um, hmm. You know, um, I, I I think it's providing an opportunity for hurlers in in within the the catchment areas of both clubs, like to be involved at a decent level because uh, the chances of either um, uh, fielding a team in their own right are are pretty remote. Now, um, you you say what does what has it done for the respective clubs? You know, you, you'd have to say from a, an effing point of view that it it, it, it has been an outstanding success. Like um, they, they, they won the Intermediate Championship last year, um, beaten in the semi-final this year and were, 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 were kind of hot favourites going into the semi-final. So they were, they're on an upward trajectory. Unfortunately for the stake of Wallace, 
the Luster Junior Race Status last uh, this year. Uh, and we'll be featuring in the Junior B Championship next year. But there's a story behind that in that the last five or six players um, that have gone to Australia, down under, below with our, our former colleague, Jack, yeah. you know. Um, but um, that that's the story behind that. But, you know, the, this is going to give them an opportunity to, to rebuild. And th there was all sorts of rumours um, uh, going around that the Stake of Wallace Club was 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 going out of existence, which I found very alarming on a personal basis, having most of my family been coming from the Stake of Wallace. But um, thankfully, that that's not true. Don't believe a bit of it. They had a, they had an AGM, and um, they have everything up and running and ready for next year. So let's hope that you know that that this is the start of the fight back by 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 Stakers. But it's going to be a very, very interesting final between two very, very good sides. Now, um, you, you, you have um, a, probably um, Maru Bohor, or probably the more impressive, in the, in, particularly in the semifinal stages, if we look at the semifinals as being some sort of a barometer as to what might happen on Saturday. Because they had a very, very good win over Krakora Manister South Liberties, who were powered by, by Carl O'Neill. And now it was it was pretty even Stephen in the first half. But Mungret Saint Mar Marubo had put on a very, very powerful performance in the second half to run out easy winners. Now Cashley Gales beat Lenru in the semi-final after extra time. You know, and when you'll be looking at them, you'll be looking at Patrick O'Donovan. Um, Possibly Evan Dillon, who was with the uh, with the um, with the UL Freshers that won the Freshers during the week, um, Sean Canning, um, possibly looking at Fergal O'Connor, and you know, uh, you know, plenty good names. But um, it it will be a very very interesting final. I wouldn't dream of putting my head in the block and say who I think will win it. Yeah. If 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 you're edging for a prediction, you're not going to get no. it. No, no, we're out of predictions now. This time of year. <laughs> you know, but um, uh, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm I'm going to that game on on Saturday. It's one o'clock in 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 Kilmallock. It was originally scheduled to be in Capamore, but it has been changed since um, uh, it has been changed since I think uh, possibly Tuesday night was it? Yeah, last yeah. night. Last yeah. night, I, I, look, it's changed anyway. The, the, that county final is on in Kilmallock at one o'clock on Saturday. Yeah, and uh, if people are short of a hurling fix, I think there'll be no harm to get down there. Mass Wednesday evening, uh, Wednesday coming, that is the 20th of December for those who this time of year they start to lose track of what day is what. But uh, Wednesday the 20th will play host to the Premier Under-21 Hurling Final. Mungert St. Paul's who lost in last year's final to Bally Brown against Mona Lean, who dethroned the champions Valley Round in a semi-final. Uh, Mungo St. Paul's needed extra time to defeat Napiersheik to reach this decider. Now, a lot of the championship match has been played on artificial surface, but it's back to the good old grindstone out in McNeville Park on Wednesday night. There's two two incredible teams, I think, here, full of stars, full of up-and-coming names that everyone is wondering, well, how did he play? What did he do? How did he get on? You know, that's that's the, the caliber of player. You know, people are talking about them in John Kiley's panel. Some of them are obviously already in the panel. Two great lineups. I'm just looking at the Monlean, some of the players, Donico Dalek, Dara Langan, Matt Tritz, Joe Fitz, 
And I was actually at the semi-final with Paddy Brown Dara Furland, who was a Limerick minor in 2022. So he's under 18 still. He comes on and scores four points when the game is there to be won. Loads of talent. And I haven't even got near Munger yet, but loads of talent in these two teams. This should be a cracking final. I sure look it's 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 one of the highlights of 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 the um it's one of the highlights of the year the the, the the premier under 21 final and for the most part it has it, it has never you know it has never failed to deliver and of course you'll be mad about me for saying this like we had a great final last year when your own Barry Brown beat Mungret St Pauls in Paddy Cowell Park it was it it was a great final but but just having a broad look at it, um, uh, Tom. The semi-finals of the the the, the, the Premier Under Twenty One um, Championship this year represented for me a massive turnaround in the fortunes of the game of hurling in Limerick City. We had four Limerick semi-finalists. It, it's not long ago since we were worried about. Um, uh, the the state of hurling in Limerick City. It's now pre pre the John Kiley era, you know. But um, first of all, you had Napierschik em, uh, emerging as a super club, and um, and now you you know what what has happened. Your Monlean fallen suit, Bally Brown fallen suit, Mungret St Paul has fallen suit. So like, there's going to be four huge clubs. In, 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 in the city um, and good for the game of hurling and, 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 and good for the county but you just wonder um, what what will it do for our own local domestic competitions you know when, where you have clubs out in the country um, struggling to, to field 15 or 18 players but I have the utmost admiration for for, um, for, for, for those clubs because it's not by accident that they were they're contesting the Premier uh, Intermediate semi-finals and finals. It's because of the hard work that they have put in and the environment uh, that they have created within their own clubs um, to make it attractive for young lads to play hurling. So, you know, that, that let's get that out of the way. But mm. it, it, this, this is all the ingredients of a great final. Mungret St. Paul's on a great year, um, they they needed extra time to see off Napierschik. And Napierschik, it's not too long ago since Napierschik won six in a row in this competition. And um, eh, they, they saw him off. And then um, you had Mona Lean dethroning Barry Brown. And, you know, from the list of names that you gave me there, Dunico Dali, a league and an All-Ireland medal to his name. You know, you have Dara Langan, very good county minor team. Matt Fitzgerald, another county minor. Um, Joe Fitzgerald, county under 21. Dara Ferland, you know, who, who was who was one of the key players for Limerick Miners last year. Yeah, sorry. This, yeah, oh, sorry, this, this year. year. Yeah, yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, just from the start, he had to settle for a place in the bench. Yeah. Wearing the number 30, Matt, that'll tell you the depth. <laughs> Definitely yeah. involved in the modeling, but uh, yeah, like uh, it's it's incredible the talent out there. And look, some of these guys will want to get on to Evan Lapsis's under 20 team, the likes of Dara Furland and guys that are eligible. 
and other guys will have loftier ambitions in the short, medium, and indeed long term to get in with John Kiley and Coast. So they know there's there's a lot at stake here in terms of obviously they're what the stake for their own club, but for personally for these players, and I'm sure Munger have a few that would fall into both of those categories as well. And sure, you, you know, we, have, we haven't we haven't mentioned we haven't mentioned Ronan Lenz at all. Yeah. A name that escaped me, like, but yeah, in around, uh, in around their their other team at midfield or centre back, and again, I think he was centre back against Ballybrown last week. You know, great good players. I I'm not sure the name of their goalkeeper, and uh, I hope you'll forgive me for getting it. But he, the save he pulled off a save in the semi final match. That I tell you, there's there's other goalkeepers in the country that got all stars off the back of a save saves they made this year. He made a save from Aidan O'Connor after about 20 minutes in this game, where I think the umpire Tom, was nearly... And before, before, before you go any further, don't attempt for one minute to stray into the All-Stars. <laughs> no, no, no. No, the modeling goalkeeper, his name and, escapes... And, and, and particularly All-Star goalkeepers. <laughs> wasn't Dickie Quaid. But the modeling goalkeeper, Aidan O'Connor, beat two or three players, as he so typically does, and for about 20 metres, unleashed a bullet that... Effectively, was going into the postage stamp, as people would call it, and somehow a hurley came flying out and tipped it around for 65. I tell you, everyone that was in UL was certain the net was going to bulge. Um, and again, forgive me for not getting his name, but he knows who he is and everyone else there knows who he is. So I tell you, it's not just the forwards that um, catch the eye around here. There's, there's, there's plenty of good and bad and or plenty of goods up and down the, these, these teams. And look, McNeville Park... With the stand now completely. Yeah. Don't forget that. Now yeah. Liam, Liam Lynch is going to be there, isn't he? Yeah, still eligible Fintan, 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 more, yeah. Fintan Fitzgerald is going to be there. Yeah. The younger of the Duffs. Uh, Barry Duff the, is going to be there. Barry Duff, yeah, yeah. You know? So like <coughs> if if, if if you ever had the perfect ingredients for a great final, here it is. Mm. And not to here mind that is. is, yeah, that they know each other so well as well from obviously school and colleges and, and probably some of them in your well together now and, and all the rest of it. It, it, it makes for a great final. Uh, we, will, and, we will revisit and, that. And their potential that they could possibly, or, sorry, they're, they're actually meeting in the, they're actually <laughs> meeting later. in the Premier Under-21 football semi-final. Yeah. A perfect segue, yeah. So the Premier Under-21 semi-finals there, or Newcastle West will play Father Casey's and Mona Lean will play Munger St. Paul's in those semi-finals. They're down for the 22nd, uh, which is Friday, and that's the Friday, last Friday before Christmas, and then the final is penciled in for the 27th, which is the day after Stephen's Day. So two, four, five clubs are supposed to be in at Mass, uh, Father Casey's, there, Newcastle West, Mona Lean, Munger St. Paul's, and again, it's these these sides who come and come again, and they keep keep churning out good quality teams uh, in the codes. But a, a unique one from Hungers and Monoline. They'll one of them will probably be in tears forty eight hours earlier, and then they'll be meeting again in um, in a football semi final. So it's uh, it's a it's a strange dynamic. It is, and um, it, 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 two interesting semi finals in potential because one is an all West semi final, and the other is an all City semi final, and. Yeah. Um, um, it'll be decided. Um, Father Casey's will know who they're playing on Friday evening. This Friday evening, when when Adair and Newcastle West meet in what is the final round of the group stages, 
and um, you know um, we know we know what Adair and Father Adair and Newcastle West in the group stages is a huge game in its own right because we know the history between these clubs, particularly at senior level over the last number of years. Yeah. So you know there'll be a real battle for bragging rights there, but whatever, whatever comes out of it, you know, Morlean and Mungret is a mouth-watering prospect in the semi-final. Father Casey's against the Dare and Arnukas is equally a mouth-watering prospect. So we're down to four very good teams in the in the Premier Under Twenty Under Twenty One Football Championship. You know, yeah. and I've no doubt that um, the Limerick under-20 management um, will be running, will be keeping a very, very close eye on, on, on these two, two semi-finals with a view to seeing what's available uh, to them for the under-20 football championship in Munster the coming year. Because uh, three years ago, in, 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 in 90, uh, 2021, Limerick ran ran Cork very very closely in the Munster minor football final. So you would hope you would hope that three years down the road, um, uh, that Limerick um, Limerick were beaten by Cork last year. You were there. You and I were there together, Tom, and talking to Shane Kelly after, and you know, he, he talking about the 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 um, the number of players that you know got a run out last year that will be available again this year. Um, it, it's going to be very, very happening. So it's something we look forward to. And, um, you know, perhaps the new change and the new structure in the Munster Under-20 Football Championship will suit Limerick. Yeah, and that before they, go in, before they go in to meet one of the meaty Cork or Kerry, like that they will, they will have at least three games under their belts, possibly four. Yeah. So... Uh, couldn't agree more, yeah. That's uh, so, that's but, uh, the, the uh, that, 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 I'm straying again, Tom. Um, I'm right. again. We, we, we've we've two fantastic premier semi finals to look forward to. And, yeah. You know, I be a small bit disappointed. They'll say O'Callaghan is cribbing about everything tonight, but I'm not. You know, it, it's a pity like that we, we get the potential of games of this quality, you know, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be decided in five days. Yeah, I like, either said three days like, before and two days after Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I just, I just wonder, is that a better way for rescheduling this competition? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. But I think, as I said last time, and we won't, we won't develop this point now. But it is the grade where guys are coming, coming from seventeens, nineteens, and guys are, you know, playing with adult teams. So it's a very difficult one to fit in. But I'm sure someone out there has some solution for it. Matt, looking down the grades, under 21A, Ballylanders and Napiersig are into the semi-finals from their group. We don't know who they'll face just yet. Ula and Ballysteen leading the way in group two. Shannon Gales, which is uh, at Shannon Gales a Tay, which is a combination of uh, St. Sennans, Gerald Griffins and a Tay are in the mix. Uh, so Ula will need to defeat Kildine Palace-Kenry to win the group and Shannon Gales will need to defeat Ballysteen to uh, jump them in the table. So Look, we, we, we can't predict too much here, but uh, Ballylanders and Piercing anyway in, in the hat and two from Ula, Ballystein and Shannon Gales will join them. So that one was, is quickly coming I'm, to the end. Personally, I'm happy Ballylanders are through safely to the to the last four. Yes. And, um, you know, there, there, there is, uh, lo looking at that, um, 
the concluding stages of that championship, that there is the potential for a repeat of last year's final. In last year's final, Barry Steen beat Barry Landers in the final in a dare. Yeah, yeah. So um, the potential is there that, that it may happen again, unless, of course, um, that Barry Steen end up runners up in the group and they will be playing Barry Landers in the semi final. But there's a strong possibility that a, a semi final or the final will be a repeat of last year's um, final. Yeah. So the semi-finals at the moment, down for the 22nd, and the final then, uh, I think, a couple of days after Christmas as well. Uh, the under-21B, 27th as well, yeah. The under-21B, Kappa Raquel, uh will face Drumcolor Bradford, and Ahan will face Bally Brick and Bohermore, uh, who are also combined with Fedemore. Um, a bit like the hurling mat, it's it's clubs that, you know, may, may not have the depth uh, of footballers that they may like, but... Nevertheless, piece of silverware not a million miles away with, you know, two more hurdles to jump in order to collect something just before the end of the year. Yeah, Tom, but um, from Colour Bradford are in the semi-final, my understanding, without playing a game. Right, I wasn't aware of that, yeah. that's There's something dramatically wrong if that be the situation. No blame at mm. all, of course, to Drum Bradford. Yeah. You know, they went into the draw in good faith. And if they get walkovers, you know... What it tells me is that, look, I, I just don't know. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, it's a situation that shouldn't be happening. Mm. It's, yeah, clubs need to, if clubs put in a team and, and the team never feels, I think that is a serious issue at any court, you know, if they never so much as kick a ball, you know, whatever about being not, not prepared that well, that's a separate issue. But for a team to affiliate, club to put in a team, and then not have the players, you know, there needs to be a proper survey done of their own individuals at the start of the year. Will you play football in November, December? No. If the answer is no, then, it's a, then there's no, no point putting in the team. Simple as that. It's only wasting time, resources, effort, energy, everything of other people that are nothing to do with your own club, I think it's fair to say. So, yeah, disappointing. We won't open that can of worms, Matt, <laughs> fully no. today. Uh, oh, no. since we, we, since, we, we, we could be hit by those worms, there'd be so many. Yes, there. yes. But I tell you, Matt, schools at uh, this, uh, the draw for the um, Harty Cup quarterfinals was done in recent days, I think it was last week. And lo and behold, it has thrown up the Limerick Derby. So we are guaranteed one Limerick team in the semi final, but we're also guaranteed that one of them, one more team, Limerick team, will be going home. Then John the Baptist Hospital will face Article Reach in early January. And while Arsenal Reach would probably, on a lot of paper, holds all the aces, I tell you, it's not a bad hospital side. They'll, they'll push them all the way. It should be an exciting occasion, I'm sure, nonetheless, for a, a, an all-knockout, a knockout game between uh, an all-Limerick all clash. Ah, oh, yeah, sure. Too. It's, it's, it's sort of the standout fixture, isn't it? Um, yeah. uh, because, do, yeah. uh, uh, like, you know... Um, John the Baptist, they picked up three points in the group stages out of a possible four and then went on to beat um, our ladies of Temple Moor, who have, you know, been there or thereabouts in this competition over a number of years and um, now find themselves pitted against um, against Ardskull Reach. But when you come to this stage of the competition, when you come to the last eight, you, you know, 
last four, all that sort of thing. You 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 have to beat what's in front of you and what's what's left in it. If 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 you're to, you're you're to make it, and it might be as good a time as any for for our school, uh, sorry for John the Baptist to be meeting our school reach. And um, I I I think his um um a John the Baptist team that's drawn, I think, exclusively from Limerick. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Uh, I think there might be one player from uh, Emily, uh, Emily, just over the border in fairness. I, I, on the extended panel, as far as I know, the entirety of the, the team that has played so far are Limerick players. Guys who have taken to the field uh, are, are Limerick-based players. Well, Reach would have an influx of players from Clare, including three All-Ireland winners, you know, yeah. which, as you said, will make him very, very strong, plus the two Limerick cornerbacks of last year, Plus, plus Fintan Fitzgerald of Mungret St. Paul's. Um, you know, you can go on and go on. They, 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 they really have a very, very good side. And um, But you're right. I, 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 I think it will be a very, very interesting quarterfinal. Now, Arts Reach will rightly start as favourites and firm mm. favourites. But um, yeah. I, I, I'd be slow to dis discount hospital when they get on a run. Yeah. Definitely, they they have momentum after the the two wins and the draw in between, I suppose as well. So, it's uh, an exciting fixture, and that will be played the I think it's the first week of January. So we'll wait on the venue on that one. Uh, maybe weather dependent, but I'm sure the students in both schools are mad to get out and mad for their teachers to bring them along. Uh, the guys in the younger years and all that still make uh, all this color, noise, sound, everything that uh, we associate with these games. So that's. Uh, an exciting one to look forward to in the new year. Uh, Mass, just to touch and brief, UL Freshers won the football and hurling titles. Uh, John O'Grady involved uh, as the manager from ULA. Now, no Limerick players uh, directly involved in the, the, the team on the day, but nevertheless, uh, I'll tell you that John O'Grady knows his stuff. We've seen him down the years involved with so many different teams, ladies football, men's football, in with his own club, ULA. It's it's good to see John having success and obviously good no harm that UL is... Uh, Enjoying success in, in hurling and, and and as I'm saying here in football as well. Yeah, I'd like to as a spectacular double, and I I would like to congratulate John O'Grady. I would like to second everything that 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 you said there about about, about him, like he, the contribution that John O'Grady has has made to Limerick football and to football in general over the years has been simply phenomenal at every yeah. level. Like if you talk about a football man, um. You know, he's the paragon of what a real football man is. You know, he lives and breathes football and, and knows his football. So um, I, I'm delighted for John on a personal basis that, that he led um, the UL Freshers to, to, to that success. And, of course, the Hullers were very successful as well. And uh, basically, the Hullers was a, was a Limerick, was an entire Limerick backroom, uh, Tom. Like you, Dave Tahasi of Fedemar, Keen Hederman of Belly Brown, Jody Hannon of Adair, Mark Keen of South Liberties, who was also with, with Phoenix Media, and Tom Murphy of Dune. Yeah. All behind the scenes. Like, again, a very, very strong management team there, people that know the, know the game. And like we had, we, had, we had a couple of Limerick players that featured in that, in Daryl Langan from Monlean. Evan, Evan Dillon of F and Jack Butler of a hand and Sam Sam Hickey of a dare. You know, yeah. so um, 
yeah, it 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 augurs well for for um, it augurs well for UL going forward. Yeah, and speaking of UL going forward, uh, Fitzgibbon Cup defending champions. Uh, the draw was done. Now I don't actually have the draw to hand here, but just looking at the panels that were up online there last week or last few days, the UL team is uh, it's more. There's some amount of Limerick talent in it. Adam Adam English, Colin Coughlin, Brian O'Grady need, need no introduction. Conor Hanley Clark, Kilmallock, of course, Ben Hurley, Castletown Valley Grant, Dermot Hegarty, who's Grode's younger brother, Donica O'Dalik of Monlean, as we know, senior panelist Fergal O'Connor is in that space, Aidan O'Connor, Patrick O'Donovan of Effin, she's really running out of, out of breath there. That's uh, some cohort of Limerick men involved in this UL panel. I think they put up a 35-man panel. Um, yeah, it, it's great to see so many Limerick players. And there's there's ebbs and flows with Fitzgibbon hurling. Sometimes there may be very few Limerick players across the teams. But if we just look at you well now specifically for a minute, it's great to see so many Limerick panellists and, and guys who are not in that space at the moment, but so many talented players from right across the county playing with their local college. It's great to see. Ah, look, it's fantastic. It's fantastic to see it. And um, if, 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 you, if you think back... Um, to the lead up to this, you know, phenomenal run of success um, that that Limerick have enjoyed, very many of those players were involved in in the Fitzgibbon Cup. Yeah. Uh, particularly with 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 UL and a couple with UCC, you know, yeah. and um, it uh, and James Cranigan was involved with UCD. So, yeah. like, it, it's a very very important. Um, uh, competition in the development of players and players transitioning from underage to 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 senior, and uh, just looking at the names that you called out there, uh, I'm counting them as you as you call them out. Seven of those players have played senior with Limerick. Yeah, that's, that's half an intercounty team in a, in in one way, and that's just looking at the Limerick players involved. So, oh. and that's just you well. Like, Connor Handy, Connor Handy Clark has played in an All Ireland under twenty. Yeah, you know. So and um, Dermot Hegarty has played played in the Munster final under twenty, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Dog by injury, I think, as well down here. So yeah. hopefully he's back to full full fettle. Like yeah. Uh, just to touch Matt as well, Mary I still managed by Jamie Wall, who you mentioned. You didn't mention Mary I there a minute ago, but obviously they had had the likes of Declan Hannon. Uh, 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 Richie English, Aaron Galan, these guys down the years, Keen Lynch, of course, Daryl Donovan, they all went through that that uh, schooling, as it were, uh, in terms of hurling and indeed education. So now Jamie Wall is looking at Jason Galan, Vince Harrington, uh, of course, we saw him with the Pearson prominently this year, Shane, Sean Whelan of Capamore, Shane O'Brien, Limerick and, and Kilmallock, Oshin O'Farrell, and Limerick 20 from Mosquiton. Uh, Wayne Kearns, another Napiershig man who we saw prominently in the, the senior championship, and Killian Ahern of Black Rock. So, again, a, okay, just just there now, as you know, you were given citations for um, Killian Ahern, um, 2023 would be his breakthrough year, yeah, because so he really nailed down a place in on, on the Black Rock team and was a very, very, very important com component of the team that was narrowly beaten in the county final. Yeah, so, so you're, you're looking at you're looking at very very good hurlers. I think they're in the same group as UCC. There, I say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. UCD, UCC looking very strong as well there. And just to touch on other Limerick involvement, uh, TUS Midwest uh, for those uh, 
unaware that is formerly LIT uh, just out there in Moilish in the north side of the city. Dara Casey, uh, prominent for Granon Ballingarry, he's involved. Ewan Sheridan of Maru Bohar, Kevin Marcy of Ahan, Marcus Hogan of Napiersheik, Michael Ryan of Maru Bohar, and Sean Murnan uh, of Brough. Uh, names, Matt, that we'll be familiar with in, in the latter rounds of different championships. I know Sean Murnan uh, jumps out from, I think, you know, the under 19 success with Brough last year. Obviously, Dara Casey this, this year in the, the intermediate final. And, you know, Kevin Marcy, we saw him with Ahan at the senior championship. So, those guys will be hoping to obviously get into the 15 or, or in on the bench, but great opportunity for them to develop further, you know, basically playing hurling year round. Oh, absolutely fantastic. And it's an opportunity for them to audition for John Kiley. Yeah, yeah. Or indeed for the 20s if they're still eligible as well, of course. You know, it depends on their age as well. They might be still 18 or 19, some of these guys. So, yeah, uh, uh, ideal opportunity. And some others as well. You mentioned UCC. Eddie Stokes, Eddie, Dune, Eddie Stokes uh, is with UCC, and and um, you know if 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 we are to judge um, on his forum playing for Dune, um, there is no reason whatsoever why he won't be a starter for UCC. Yeah, and it's a fairly a fairly strong looking UCC panel, so he'll have his work yeah. cut out. Albeit you say he's in good form, so hopefully he'll continue that. Uh, yeah. SCT, SCT. I'd, be ho- I'd be hoping to see him in the two group games. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed there, Brady. SCTU Waterford have Robbie Hanley and Barry Hennessy. Um, they're not. They're not pressures, or they're not just out of pressure. These guys, uh, I suppose, have gone back for more education and, as a byproduct, are going back and getting uh, a little bit more hurling too. We saw Barry Hennessy involved last year uh, down in Waterford, so he's 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 in for another stall. And Robbie Hanley, a man who. Was on the Limerick panel, I think it was up to the end of 2022. So maybe, you know, a little bit of a point to prove, maybe not a point to prove, but, you know, wants to show show what he's about. He's been on, it was on a lot of benches for Limerick um, in, in championship games. So it's clearly, you know, put in the spade work to, to get that far in what is this all-conquering Limerick team. So look, that, that starts mid-January into February and, and I think probably conclude late February, early March. So, We'll 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 touch on that closer to time, but great to see so many Limerick players involved um, around those those teams, and I'm sure there's a couple of others I'd missed uh, dotted around the, the various other teams. Matt switching over to the Sigerson, uh, John Hayes from St Kieran's involved again with uh, UL at Sigerson level. Eli Reardon of Father Casey's, Palmer Wolf of St Sennans, and Dara Murray Dara Murray of Monaline. They're all with UL who start their campaign. On the 10th of uh, January at home to ATU Donegal. And one other Limerick involvement to note is Zach McCarthy. Uh, I've always been a fan of this guy when I've seen him for Galtie Gales. Um, he's lining out with uh, MTU Cork, which formerly CIT as well. Uh, all these rebrands still uh, trying to capture him. But again, Matt, important for Limerick football that we have guys uh, competing and involved in, in Sigerson. It's no coincidence that. You know the top counties in in either code are prominent in these panels. Obviously, you'd see a lot of Kerry involvement. You'd see a lot of Dublin involvement. It's no coincidence that those guys emerge over time onto twenties and onto senior teams um, for their counties. It's it's absolutely no coincidence. Yeah, look, um, uh, we have a very very strong representation on the UL. Um, you know, we we all know about John Hayes and and. What he brings, Elio Reardon and Cormac um, Wolf are definitely emerging, you know, of emerging county footballers. 
And um, uh, to me, one of the successes of this year, um, in um, and I've saw, seen him playing a couple of times, um, and it was so pleasing. He was an outstanding minor. But to see Dara Murray making the transition as a senior player with Mona Lean, um, I thought he was, at times this year, he was exceptionally good. And uh, and um, it's nice that to, to think that he he will get an opportunity as well in 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 the Sigerson Cup now. John Hayes missed a lot of the, the of the Limerick Championship, unfortunately, um, because he picked up an injury, a nasty injury, in the last minutes of the game against Ula in the opening round. Um, and um, uh, but John Hayes is a, an extremely talented footballer. You know, yeah. and the, the the four guys that you're looking at there, um, I I I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised where 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 they're to appear on on Jimmy Lee's first um uh, panel that he would be name, naming for the game against Kerry in the McGrath Cup in two or three weeks time. Yeah, the only thing that might count against them, of course, is their involvement in this. So Jimmy is going to try and have to weigh it up. Uh, yeah. As as we see it, but yeah, nevertheless, they'll be they'll be there thereabouts. I'm sure uh, as the as the year goes on with Limerick. Uh, they're, in, they're in the ether for the senior panel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned that uh, Kerry game. That's in the McGrath Cup uh, on January 8th uh, in Limerick venue and all that. TBC uh, Limerick will play the Tipperary then in the other group game on the 13th, and the top team from those three will go to the final. Uh, with the other three Munster counties in the other group. And in hurling, uh, the draw was made for the Munster Hurling League. Limerick will travel to Clare on the 2nd of uh, 2nd of January, and then they will host Cork. Presumably, uh, the Clare game will be in Six Mile Bridge uh, under lights, and the Limerick and Cork game will be in uh, the Gaelic grounds on the 7th. But those exact details are TBC in the coming days. So, Matt, these competitions, some people want them binned. Uh, I think it's a perfect way to whet the appetite for the year ahead now. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because it's it's you know it's our way of getting out of the house after Christmas, but we're we're definitely not alone in that. But these competitions have had their they've had their place. Uh, certainly for Limerick hurlers down the years, uh, they've been able to blood players, been able to get guys back who have come back from injury. So I I don't think they should be bins just yet. Yeah, um, we we saw that about two months ago. The GPA voted to get rid of them. Yeah. Of these competitions, but um, such a motion wasn't binding on the GAA, but um, they're, 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 they've been held on. Yes, they're, 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 they're an early opportunity for players, you know, to showcase what they can do to their respective, for their respective counties and for the, for the county managers. And um, John Kiley has used this, this, comp this competition very wisely over during the course of his reign. And we've won it a couple of times. And we won it in 2022, if you'll recall, Tom, with essentially what was a second-string team. Yeah. When Barry Nash led us to success in that competition after beating Clare in the final in Ennis. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that they, they, they certainly have a purpose. And um, the one thing that rankles with me um, uh, and... Um, uh, when I see it every year, it annoys me, I have to say. Um, and that is that um, uh, the McGrath Cup, the original concept of the McGrath Cup was that it was for the four weaker teams in the province, i.e. Limerick, Tipperary, 
Claire and Waterford. But for some reason, it has been allowed to um, to be hijacked by Cork and Kerry. And yeah. I, I, I think that's disappointing because it, it, it defeats the purpose for which the comp for which the competition was set up. Yeah. You know, and all right, Limerick won it um, in 20, 2021, was it? 2020, just before COVID, yeah. Be Sorry, COVID. 2020, yeah. Uh, the night they completed the, the McGrath Cup and the Munster Senior League double in the Gaelic rounds. But um, um, I, I, I think it would have been, uh, you know, if, if the competition was run as it was intended to in its infancy, it would give a head start to the weaker counties. You know, but yeah. as far as I was concerned, uh, when Cork and Kerry were admitted to the competition, we were, you know, I, I didn't want to hear any more lip about, about doing something for the weaker counties. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. Well, there you go. But uh, Limerick will definitely start against probably a weakened Kerry, but it's Kerry nonetheless. So we shall see in that one that probably will head for McNeville Park, but might depend on ticket sales. It might have to, to go elsewhere. So wait to see on the venue for that. The 8th of January uh, is that one in the football. And it's the 2nd of January. If uh, if you're getting tired of uh, dipping your hand in the, the roses or the celebrations, uh, might be a good time to get out of the house on 2nd of January for the hurling who will make their bow and we'll see who exactly has made it into the panel uh, in the short term, at least. Matt, one final point from this week. Uh, Aaron Galan, very unsurprisingly, crowned the Monster Hurler of the Year for 2023. Um, there's no no surprise to you or I, no surprise to anyone that's watched hurling this year. Obviously, he won the the, the top honour, uh, the Hurler of the Year nationally, so it's uh, unsurprising that th this one has come his way. But... Uh, a superb year. He had a great year in the Munster competition itself, of course. You know, that, that goal in the final against Clare and, and obviously various other high points along the way. And, and then he carried that into the All-Ireland Championship with two goals against Galway. So uh, another reward for Aaron. And I'm sure that'll just that'll sit nicely uh, on the mantelpiece this Christmas. Hi, uh, congratulations to Aaron. Um, I, I know we're saying that quite a bit this year, but he deserves every kudo and any accolade that's going his way like he's he's been an absolute fantastic year you know my opinion about gavin galan in 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 2023 is for the most part tom that he's been unplayable um he has been absolutely fantastic i just saw a playback of the goal he got in the league final against kilkenny only as late as last night you know so um like he he showed early season for him brought it right through to the championship and brought it right through to Croke Park and was such a huge part in Limerick making it four in a row. Um, absolutely heartiest congratulations to Adam Galan, richly deserved. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is about all we'll have time for on this week's podcast. Be be before oh. you go, can I mention, um, yeah, we're yeah. talking about Christmas stockings and and all that sort of a thing. And, you know, um, for, for Limerick GA fans, there was never more reading out there than there is this year because we 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 have we have three we have three books with a very 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 strong Limerick um, hurling and Limerick GAA content. First of all, we had the work of um, James London, Liam O'Brien, and Niall Deegan, 
1973, Keeping the Dream Alive. It was brought out this year um, to, to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the 1973 All-Ireland success. It's an absolutely fantastic production. Um, um, I, I'm almost finished it, but it's it's a, it's a fantastic, absolutely fantastic production. And like, you know, um, you know, there should be no home without one. No, there should be no Limerick fan without him. Uh, but, you know, it's it's extremely, extremely good value. And it's a fantastic publication. And there's, you know, tremendous photographs in it. Um, some of the photographs, as we have said here in this medium, when the lads were in with us, that haven't seen before. Yeah. Another excellent production is um, Limerick, The Game of My Life by David Burden. And... Um, I was at the launch of it the other night in, in Kilmallock and um, we had some of the former greats there and we had a very, very lively discussion and um, we went through with the five lads about their career and then a lively discussion on basically the state of hurling and things that we might like to see changed. Andrew O'Shaughnessy was there, Massey Dowling, TJ Ryan, Paddy Kelly and um, Mike Houlihan. You were talking about hurling aristocracy that were there, so... Um, in real hurling big hitters, and but it's an excellent book. It's an excellent book, and it 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 it, it is the story and the, the, the best game of their lives of thirty Limerick players, spanning from nineteen fifty five, when the and the first interview in it is the recently deceased Vivian Cobb, which Ten which bucks, is yeah. huge to get it down on paper, um before he sadly passed away. Right up to um, the mod modern day hurlers, the, uh, the the Sean Finns and the Graham Mulcahy's of this world, the Dan Morrises. It's it, again, it's an, ex an excellent production. And um, the third one is a huge, voluminous book extending to almost 600 pages, written by two Limerick men who have made a noble and huge contribution to hurling football, ladies' football, and camogie in our county. I'm talking about Joe Lyons and Kieran Crow. They have published 50 years of the history of Common and Monskull. An absolutely excellent production. And, um, you know, um, these two guys, um, they, they are award-winning. Um, they have numerous awards won, particularly for their, their, their production of The Green and White, yeah. a, a magazine which is an absolutely outstanding production, coming out about once a quarter, you know, um, ex excellent. And um, um, they have they've spent about three years putting this together for the Common Bun School um, in, 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 in Ireland from the 32 counties. But I have to say this, and I'm not one bit biased when I say it, Tom, that common among school, the way it is ordered in Limerick and the way it is organized in Limerick and to the extent that it is organized is a paragon for any county. And the fingers of common among school are strewn all over Limerick's success. So many have started off of, of our present team through common among school. So there, there, there are three books really, really worth having this Christmas. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, I know most of the lads, the authors involved, just to touch on it finally, you mentioned coming a month ago, uh, the last game I was involved in that uh, was for Bally Brown against Patrick Swell. I won't tell you the score now, we won't, we won't ruin a good surprise, but Joe Lyons was actually, had just come in as principal of Bally Brown uh, at the start of 2006, this was June 2006, uh, and straight away you could see, even as a 12-year-old as I was at the time, I could see his passion for the game. He's a carry man. It didn't bother him. Hurling football, Camogie ladies football. He pushed them all. And then and Kiran, who was involved in um, Patrick's Well School, which was kind of the funny thing, but only up the up the road from each other. But they pushed it, and they didn't just push it in their own schools, as the book I'm sure will allude to. And maybe they they probably don't tell you what they did themselves, but they pushed it all over the county. Matthew, anyone that's followed the green and white page on Twitter will see regularly. I think Joe probably uh, both of them probably manage it, but. There'll be a photo of Declan Hannon lifting um, one of the cups with his school. There'll be someone of Seamus Flanagan playing. There'll be one of uh, Peter Casey in a jersey that's way too big for him, etc., etc. And as you say, that's where it started for a lot of these fellas. Before they had any success with their club, uh, they had success with their school. And maybe that wasn't even success, but they had the enjoyment of playing the game of hurling or indeed football with your school and, and that's you know that's probably what they get lads trying to get across in the book as to you know where it's yeah but from. Um, it, 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 it's just it's just not getting it across in the book you know any, anybody can come down and see how they're getting it across on the pitches across the schools yeah. here in County Limerick yeah they've, 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 two lads have done a phenomenal job and I, I, I would like in a future podcast if we would invite them in to have a chat with them because absolutely. they have done phenomenal work, Tom. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can. The only, only difficulty there is which book do you get? But I'm sure you could easily persuade someone to get you one of each, and you'll have them all sorted. I, I have seen two of them. I haven't seen the coming of months one in my hand yet. The other two I've seen, and I tell you, they're uh, they're top drawer. So if um, if uh, our recommendations are anything to go by. There's a stocking filler for a loved one uh, of yours if you're not sure what to get him this Christmas. But uh, that's where we leave it on Treaty Talk this week. We'll be back next week with the review of the season uh, across the various different codes and grades. So thank you very much, and we'll talk to you very soon.